welcome back to season 3 and this is episode 1 of BMT Walks today we are going to talk about something which we are very well aware but we usually don't talk about it we always talk about cancer but what about cancer survivor who have been cancer warriors so how exactly cancer survivor should be taken care of we have with us dr krupa shankar consultant medical oncologist and associate secretary of bmt iec and i am dr jasmine dr batisi welcome back to bmt walks a very warm welcome sir yeah hi hi i'm jasmine hi viewers it's a pleasure to reconnect as always thank you and we are so happy it's been a long time but we got a chance again Pleasure. Same here, likewise. Sir, so who exactly is a cancer survivor? We know the two words, cancer warriors, who are fighting the war between cancer and being into a non-cancer. But who exactly is a cancer survivor? How we know that now this person is a survivor? See, the thing is, you know, what 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 is probably very interesting and unique about it is that you know, whenever we think about the word survivor, we always think that. these are people who have gotten rid of cancer or like completely cured yeah right but what it actually means is that you know in, in as far as the technology is concerned and how we use it in in our patients with malignancy is that anybody with a diagnosis of cancer right from day one and until and unless for the rest of their lifespan they are called as cancer survivors even during the course of their treatment oh. even while they're on it and while they're on follow up as well they are absolutely known as cancer survivors And, okay yeah and the right. other thing is that you know there is a day which is dedicated to world cancer cancer survivors day which which falls on the first sunday of every june every year so i think you know that's something that's called national cancer survivors day as well right and, uh, you know that's dedicated to all these people okay so so what exactly is the percentage of cancer survivors because as you mentioned anybody who is diagnosed with cancer till the rest of their life is a cancer survivor right so how what is the percent of cancer survivors so so the percentage actually varies depending on the type of cancer type of like cancer right cancer. exactly exactly on the type of cancer and also at the stage at presentation so we know right. for example you know when whenever we talk about somebody with stage 1 cancer or stage 2 cancer or stage 3 it is completely curable but when it becomes stage 4 or metastatic when it is already spread to the other parts of the body then it becomes incurable where we are only talking about controlling the disease for a certain period of time so i think the cure rates are definitely dependent on the type of tumor and also on the stage at presentation so it's it's really right. a mixed bag you know depending on whether the patient has got a hematological malignancy or a solid tumor and depending on the type of solid tumor as well right so so let's just revise off the most common cancers in india it is oral it is lung and it is breast absolutely any right. other So okay. You, uh, so you know, we look at it slightly differently. We took look at it, you know, among males and among females. Right, so right. Among males, it's mostly the tobacco-related cancers that are the most common, starting right. with head and neck, which is lip and oral cavity, like you rightly mentioned. Right. Followed by lung and then stomach cancer in that order. 
so one okay. two and three in the males in females okay. it's more of the non tobacco related cancers like for example right. breast cancer is number one among females right number, number two would be cervical cancer right number three would be ovarian cancer so these are the top okay. three cancers among women so yeah. okay so do they have the risk of cancer reoccurrence like how do we know that the cancer can reoccur and what is the risk factor involved i know this also depends on where the cancer is how much it has spread exactly so again you know uh, going back the risk of recurrence is directly proportional to the stage at presentation for example right somebody's got a stage 1 disease let's say for example stage 1 breast cancer we know mm-hmm. that the risk of recurrence is less than 10% at five years so say likewise if somebody's got stage 2 disease the risk of recurrence goes up to 25% and okay so, and somebody's got stage 3 the risk of recurrence goes up to 40 to 45% so that's uh, as far as the stage is concerned and then we talk about molecular factors for example the particular subtype of breast cancer so we talk about hormone receptor positive breast cancer her to positive breast cancer and triple negative breast cancer what it essentially means is that there are other higher risk forms of breast cancer which have been associated with a higher tendency to have a recurrence and also to metastasize for example triple negative and her to positive they are very aggressive subtypes meaning they have a higher risk of recurrence so likewise again the risk of recurrence depends on the stage and the particular molecular subtype of cancer and having said that uh, there are Uh, test that can be done to pick up these recurrences very early which we call as a liquid biopsy where nothing you just have to do a simple blood test which looks at picking up the circulating tumor cells from the dna of the patient's blood and thereby you are able to predict which patient is actually likely to have a higher risk of recurrence so that's called liquid biopsies and the concept of ctc circulating tumor cells and cell free dna that is available across the globe and even in india as well where we have labs running these tests right so we have heard a lot about um like you know the treatment one goes through be it radiotherapy chemotherapy uh, the person gets a lot of side effects like they start losing hair at least what i saw in the movies uh, they become weak their body is like um, uh, catches a lot of opportunistic infections but how to monitor the side effects of the cancer treatment so again you know when we talk about cancer treatment in general there are only three different types one is surgery the other is right systemic therapy and the third one is radiotherapy so right. as far as systemic therapy is concerned we have a lot we have come a long way from just the days of chemotherapy alone so oh yeah we have access to targeted therapy immunotherapy and you know we do a lot of stem cell transplantations as well and, right you know we are now into looking at gene therapy as well so i think you know uh, gone are the days when we were all as you know like you said probably in the movies where people actually end up coughing blood if they have cancer Oh yeah. That's no longer the case because uh, okay. you know as in the word targeted therapy rightly implies you're only targeting the tumor cells and destroying them. So we have drugs which right. are capable of doing that. So they don't act on the normal cells and thereby these side effects get minimized. Whereas if oh. we talk about a uh, chemotherapy then you know uh, that acts on the normal cells as well which is why you have all these adverse effects like hair fall, nausea, vomiting, generalized myalgia, fatigue. myelosuppression and then the risk of developing infections all of that happens with chemotherapy but that doesn't happen with targeted therapy and the latest new kid on the block is immunotherapy immunotherapy is nothing but 
you know you have drugs which are capable of improving your own immune system thereby enabling your own immune system to identify these tumor cells and activate the t cell response to seek out and destroy these tumor cells so so we have come from chemotherapy to targeted therapy to immunotherapy and then we have hormone therapy and gene therapy in the back as well okay so it cuts down on the risk of these patients developing toxicities right that's amazing sir uh so so how to detect cancer recurrence like you mentioned we have to just get one blood test done and so if a patient's treatment duration is over and he looks good enough so is there like some protocols like after every 6 months or one year that person has to go through a blood test or something like that absolutely so you know that's very vital so even if they have completed their treatment we keep them on follow up so follow right. basically done at periodic intervals depending again on the type and stage and the specific molecular subtype of cancer so they will have to keep regularly visiting you know their physician for regular checks be it physical examination doing certain blood tests called tumor markers which can right. actually predict for recurrence and also doing periodic imaging as and when required depending on the site of the primary tumor So these are ways in which we keep the patient under surveillance. So nothing with a good history and physical examination it starts off with that, and then we obviously look at tumor markers and then imaging as and when required. So you know that's how we actually keep them on follow up, and it's vital for all these people to be on regular follow up. And uh, you know, like you rightly mentioned, a lot of these patients would have had treatment earlier in the past, so it's vital to monitor them for long term toxicities as well. Right. For example, if somebody has had radiotherapy in the past to the neck, there is a risk of them developing thyroid dysfunction or hypothyroidism. So oh yeah. So we are monitoring that. And again, if somebody has had anthracyclines, which is a particular type of chemotherapy, there is a risk of them developing cardiac dysfunction. Or there is. So you will have to keep doing a periodic echocardiogram for them. So it basically boils down to the modality of treatment and the particular drug that you are choosing for that patient. and you need to monitor for the long term toxicities as well so so this is the question which i really want to know for about india which i am quite sure i haven't heard before it is what cancer survivor support programs are available in india so again uh, you know absolutely i think again once again a brilliant question so these cancer survivorship programs i think you know it's not just restricted to asco and esmo where we talk about the you know us and the european divide So we have something called the NCG, the National Cancer Grid of India, okay. which actually has cancer survivorship program as part of it. So you know, okay. when we talk about cancer survivorship program, it doesn't mean just focusing on the treatment aspects of it or just making making sure that the patient is on regular follow up. Right. Talk about the mental, the physical, the social, oh, the yeah. economical, and the spiritual aspect of it. So it's a holistic view towards putting the patient back on track to you know. to their regular life so it's right. not just about the treatment and treatment related aspects so uh, you know, cancer survivorship programs and just like patient support groups are also you know available very much in india and uh, everywhere basically all everyone in india has access to it as well right so you know like uh, we have heard like everybody has tuberculosis it's just that you know it needs a triggering factor in life where that uh, that Uh, T 
TB shows the signs and symptoms. So I have heard that everybody has few cancer cells. It's just that it is not aggregated or come together. So what exactly, especially nowadays, causes the cancer? Like we know tobacco, we know uh, lung. uh because it's smoking and it's uh, be- because of the environment also we are taking a lot of artificial um uh, materials that is going chemicals everything is now made up of chemicals mostly so other than that what are the can stress and using you know i have heard like using phones while they are being on charge can cause a radiation as well so what uh, just for an overview what what exactly causes a cancer yeah so you know i can tell you very clearly that you know whatever we have just you've just spoken about right now there are only risk factors for developing cancer right so we'll talk about all of these as being potential risk factors and let's not forget about obesity, obesity oh yeah like, yeah obesity yeah, is the new smoking so you know, right. if you're obese that's as good as actually consuming tobacco so your risk right. of developing a cancer really goes up so like i said it's multifactorial and all of these risk factors actually contribute towards causing particular mutations in your normal cells uh, uh, which right. are not normal cells so malignant cells right and that's how and that's how cancer cells but what predisposes particular individuals only to develop malignancy is something that none of us do understand even at the moment because like right. rightly said smoking is a risk factor for developing any head and neck oral cavity or even lung cancer but yeah. we also know that not everybody who smokes or not everybody exactly. who is a chain smoker goes on goes on to develop these cancers exactly so it's only around 20 to 25% so what makes these 20 to 25% separate or you know stand out from the rest is a key question that still needs to be answered because right. have we have we have an answer to that question i'm sure we would have already developed vaccines for every type of cancer exactly right now we only have vaccines for cervical cancer because we know it's caused about 90% of cervical cancers are caused by a virus called HPV human papillomavirus right. so we have vaccines that are available for cervical cancer but unfortunately we are not there yet with the other malignancies so right. to answer your question in a nutshell we know that we are mutations and these mutations can be either germline mm-hmm. meaning they can be passed on from birth or they can be acquired or somatic through lifetime age in itself is another risk factor as well because as you keep on aging your cells keep on dividing and there is a chance for us to acquire mutations in life so you know again naturally it, like it can be natural without a person absolutely. living in the best of the place or without everything is being perfect just because the person is aging it can happen correct absolutely right so you know that's how a normal cell actually becomes a malignant cell and that predisposes right. you towards developing malignancy or cancer okay perfect thank you so much sir it was an amazing session again likewise always a pleasure to reach we would love to have you again and uh, so guys thank you so much uh, we would sum up here and we will be meeting again in the next episode of season 3 thank you so much take care see you see you guys thank you for okay. tuning in okay bye, bye. bye. see you bye.